It's Monday. The clock shows the time. Come closer. Hear the knock on the door. Welcome to the House of Mystics. Hello and welcome back to the House of Mystics. As always, Vlad here and I am accompanied by... Brandy. Patrick. Tabitha. Boing. Lisa. And tonight, uh, we have a, I want to say a really good discussion and a good topic, right? Uh, In our poll, we had different things so people to vote. And uh, there was a tie. The tie was not magic and shadow work. So if you know me some way, somehow, you know that it's going to be shadow work. Um, let's start by what is the shadow? The shadow is the aspects of our psyche, if you will, that we have, that we don't necessarily like the things that we act upon without consciously knowing why we're doing it. They, for instance, our triggers, something that triggers us is because we have a shadow that we haven't addressed. Mm-hmm. Or um, if something happened to us in our life and we never addressed it completely or we just tried to avoid it or went around it, it still affects how we interact in our daily lives today because we haven't dealt with it and gotten rid of it. So it still walks with us. It's still a part of who we are and it's still how we interact with the rest of the world, whether we like it or not. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good explanation. Yeah, definitely. Um when it when it comes to the shadow right i i i agree with everything that you said now i'm gonna add to that that it's not only the things that we don't like i'm going i'm going to actually add to that that it could be the things that we like but we do not recognize or we don't want to accept because we feel shame so that we need work because everything we do we get a payoff Yes, we do. If we don't get a payoff, we're not going to do it. We're humans. Yeah. So, yes, there are things that are toxic about ourselves that we will continue to do because there's a payout that we like. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Definitely. And I just think that it's also because we don't want to show the world who we really are sometimes. Sometimes, you know, it, there's a part of us that we keep hidden to ourselves. And that's the part that, you know, it's our shadow self. So we, we don't want to let everybody know all the bad qualities that we think other people will perceive as bad. Yep, that 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 is definitely included also in the shadow. And 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 in my classes I've always explained that the shadow is uh, a displaced part of yourself that comes up, like Brandy said, through triggers. And sometimes that part, like you said, Lisa. Um, is because we try to hide it because again, we don't suppress it or suppress it. But in a lot of cases, we don't even know that exists because of trauma, because of, uh, of situations that we have disassociated from. So this is kind of tricky when, when, when you come to see it. 
obviously when 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 we look at shadow at the shadow or the dark persona that's specifically how carl young describes it um it's usually that aspect that you don't want to deal with period you just don't want to deal with it um but it's always present and it's always coming out regardless especially if you're not dealing with it if you're not dealing with it you're going to be having those triggers and you're going to be you're going to be reacting through that shadow oh yes rather than getting that shadow integrated back into you taking care of it working through it and changing basically it's paradigm shift yes having a complete different reaction because that trigger is no longer there yeah, definitely. Like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Actually, there is an archetype that is actually called like that. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, because that's obviously, it's, it's a novel. But it's basically, you know, Based one on good that. side, one bad side. Right? Now, in terms of shadow and shadow work, right? When we are trying to do shadow work, what does it that what does it mean to do shadow work i know brandy that you already said integration this is basically integrating that aspect of of yourself right um but how do we integrate you have to look at it you have to actually acknowledge the fact that it's there to begin with and from that point you have to start to work through it can't work around it you can't manifest it away you can't you know do you have to work through it it's almost like self-therapy in a way you're looking at your issues and you're working through them from a almost an objective perspective you're looking at them you know as if it is an issue that you need to work through from the outside in order to get to the inside if that makes any sense yeah, anybody wants to add to that? Well, yeah, and if you don't know what tra- you know what it is that you're hiding or, or what it is that your shadow self is, you have to pay attention to your triggers, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to basically figure out what it is, you know, that is coming out that is, you know, not being dealt with. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, wow, I just figured the- out what mine is then. I'm always a nice person, but my... Anger is what the triggers. Out of the blue, I just will blow the hell up. Yeah, that's a shadow right there. Fair that's enough. a shadow. Yeah, that is a shadow. Um, I was gonna say that when it comes to doing shadow work, right? When it comes to integration and actually, you know, you acknowledge and you accept that that part of you exists, right? Um, the integration is actually through experiencing Mm -hmm. what that part of you is going through. It's not just like, oh, I see you there and that's it. You actually have to experience, you know, go through a series of emotions like anger, Mm -hmm. sadness, uh, despair. It could be many different um, emotions, right? Right. But what is hard about shadow work is actually identifying the shadow. Mm -hmm. That's a hard part because, and again, we are approaching this, yes, a little bit of psychology, 
but also at the same time, we're looking at this from a more spiritual aspect, not only uh, a psychological. Um, but we tend not to recognize our shadows because, again, we don't we don't want to deal with them, right? Or because we've just gotten so used to them that we don't uh, that they don't even we don't see them anymore. They yep. just are a part of us. Yeah, and then we think that is just because that we react to things. I just don't like that. But why do you don't like mm -hmm. it? What is the reason behind that? There is a deeper meaning if you're reacting in such a way, mm -hmm. right? Always. Always. Now, um, shadow work within itself, the meaning, at least to me, is the integration of those aspects of you, right? Now, everybody wants to say, how many shadows can someone has? Thousands. Yeah, there's no limit. Thousands. Yeah. Depending upon, like you said, the things that you've been through, the things that have happened, your upbringing in general, you know, or the way that we've been even taught to deal with things that happen in our lives that can create more shadows or, or even our own choices. You know, we all make choices in our lives that maybe lead us in places we don't want to be. And then therefore we create shadows in that aspect as well. We think that it's all of our choice, but we're also creating shadows. Yeah. There's lots of reasons. Yeah, there are lots of reasons. Now, what would be the first step if you've never done, done shadow work? What would be the first step to do? Anybody wants to... Well, just like Lisa said, find out what pisses you off. Yeah. Why am I getting pissed? I would actually take a book and write everything, like make a timeline oh, of yeah. my life. A journal. And I would kind of try to remember the years that are very fuzzy mm -hmm. and try to just write things about it. And, you know, just year, it will take a while to do this, but that can show or give you clues on how to find other shadows. Agreed. I've actually done that in the past before I've gone through and just literally sat and said, okay, I'm going to look at my past. And if it pops up, there's a reason it's popping up. So I need to address it. You know, anything that I can remember as an event that, you know, might be under the umbrella of shadow work, if it pops up in my mind, okay, there's something I need to address, you know, or at least I have to look at it and say, have I already addressed this? Is there anything further I could do, you know, and just make a timeline. Exactly. Like you said, but is shadow only negative or is shadow can be positive? Actually, uh, different spiritualists and different, uh, I want to say psychologists, they have different opinions about this. Um, See, how can you write if you don't know if it's the positive side or the good side or the bad side? Well, it's, it's not only that, it's, it's also that, um, your shadows are there and when they come out because they're being triggered, uh, shadows basically are protecting you. Exactly. We don't want to give them all up. Right. We want to identify them. So it's, it's, it's not necessarily bad or evil or negative. What is negative about the shadow is not the shadow itself. It's actually your conscious self because you are actually not accepting, not processing, not welcoming that part of yourself back. And a lot of practitioners, they do see their, their shadows or their dark persona as something like is like, no, this is bad, evil, you know, not, not, they don't see it as they should they see it almost like a demon, 
or a negative entity. Explain further what you mean by that. Um, for example, a person that has some sort of trauma, doesn't matter what the trauma is, right? And that person uh, is trying to do shadow work, but encounters the shadow of this trauma. And because of the trauma and how they feel about it, they deemed that shadow as evil. Right. For example, if somebody comes up and has a, something happens, somebody does something to another person and the victim of that whatever situation it gets mad and then they're like, oh no, I shouldn't be mad about that. That's incorrect. You know, you, that is, that is ignoring the shadow side by, yeah. by what's the word I'm looking for? Just avoiding it, you know, avoiding yeah. and saying, oh, I shouldn't feel like that. That's wrong. Exactly. That's, okay. that's based. It's absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. You should feel like that because you're a human being. Exactly. Usually the creation of the shadow is because we are neglecting our emotions, our feelings. That's how we create shadows. Mm -hmm. Basically, oh, I don't want to feel like that. Nope, I'm, I don't want to, I'm not even going to think about it. And you put it in, in, in the back of your head. Mm -hmm. You know, the longer it stays, a shadow is created, right? That will be triggered by similar situations. And even colors, words, anything, it doesn't have to be the same situation. You know, if, if, if a color is, is, can be related to that trauma and you see that color, you're going to have an outburst. That person is going to have an outburst. It doesn't have to be the, uh, the situation, the exact situation, but things that can remind you of those situations you, you've been through, right? And we are also, you know, we're talking about this and we, we, are, we, are, we are thinking, you know, like trauma and things like that. But when it comes to shadow work and your shadows you have to acknowledge your inner child that is extremely important why not because we all had a traumatic uh childhood i'm not talking about that is what was the first thing that happened to you that you avoid that you ran from that you did not want to feel right and usually what is that your parents whether they were good whether they were bad it doesn't yeah. matter it doesn't matter it's your parents it doesn't have to be your parents though it can be you know a caretaker oh yeah yeah it could be anybody yeah it, it's it's basically you know when your emotions got you when you decided to hide your emotions because of something because maybe you thought it wasn't appropriate or if you didn't feel accepted by your parents or your caretakers or your friends even, because maybe, you know, you could be in a group of friends and you didn't feel like you fit in if you acted a certain way. So you suppress that about you, mm -hmm. that could create a shadow. Oh yeah, so that definitely can, all, all that, all that. And you are completely right. All that can create a shadow. But my point with this is like, for example, and this is where it, your shadows collide with society. You know, you was a child, you did something that, you know, with your innocence, you thought that was nothing wrong about it and you got reprimanded, right? Right now we think about it and you think, well, that's nothing, right? Because, but when you go back and you look at that child and you put yourself in the perspective, age, understanding of that child, 
It's not, oh my God, that's a trauma. No, it's not a trauma, but it's an impact. It's a learned coping mechanism. Exactly. And because of it, everything else, everything else throughout your, uh, your growth, throughout your experiences, uh, living, all that, that specific moment has an impact on everything else. No, I'm not going to do this because, and I, I'm not saying that you think about it consciously. This comes from your subconscious. Mm -hmm. So I would say that that first moment that you had that situation, whether it was with your parents or a caretaker, your brother, your sister, anybody, right? That is a moment that actually establishes as an individual, as a spirit, that those are things that you don't want to experience. This is why nowadays you see a lot of uh, uh, psychologists and practitioners say, no, 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 this is the way that you need to approach, approach your child, not with a shock. Okay. So the reason why I'm mentioning the, the, the inner child is because before you do shadow work, one of the first things that you need to do is actually make sure that your inner child feels safe, feels secure, right? Anybody has an idea on how, how can you do that? Well, like she said, journaling is good. They actually sell journals that have prompts and questions and like Etsy, Amazon, everywhere has them, but, uh, you could start there if you don't know where to go with like little prompts, you know, little questions mm -hmm. that you can answer to try to get to your triggers. Um, you could also just meditate and you know, get to where you're feeling safe, you know, listening to your body, feeling your body and, you know, trying to get yourself to remember some of the things and try to maybe challenge your views at that point, you know, mm -hmm. so you can deal with them. So you, you kind of take yourself back to that memory that, you know, that maybe triggered you and try to look at it from a different perspective now and try to challenge what caused that, you know, to get suppressed. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's very good. My favorite, my favorite way to do it is actually meditation. You know, sit down not only for me to see, remember, but also to understand, right? And 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 not only understand, but also the moment that I actually feel like I've connected with my inner child, I will make sure that my inner child knows that me, adult me, it's there to protect them, to keep them safe. For those who are who struggle with meditation, and a, another way to do so is to sit down and write a letter to your yeah. self or to your inner child, and then write another letter from your inner child to yourself. Yeah, and have that kind of conversation back and forth because that allows you that freedom to be able to open up and get that safe, you know, that that safety net that you need without necessarily having to meditate if it's struggle with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. And one of the things that uh, I also would say that uh, is important for you to do when you're doing this specifically uh, inner child work or whenever you're doing any kind of shadow work uh, is cleansing. It's yeah. cleansing. Not necessarily before you do it, but after. Right? Not because you don't want to feel the pain, not because you don't want to feel sad or angry. 
is because you want to take away whatever energies are there that uh, were triggered by you communicating, by you actually connecting those energies that that are around you, right? Because doing shadow work is not an easy thing. It never is. Um, you know, also for those that don't like to, like maybe don't want to meditate or journal, you could also listen to music. You could, you know, do other things to get yourself into that state. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I would say the music is a great trigger when it comes to, you know, if you're listening to a song that you listened when you were a child, that's a great way for you to connect from the now to, to the past. So within an astro astrology standpoint, if you know your big three, now if you know your moon, the moon, the element of your moon specifically, um, will tell you what element you can connect with to connect to that inner child or to cleanse or to connect with spirit as well. I'll give an example. If someone is a fire moon, like a Sagittarius Leo, right? If you go by a fire pit, this is easier for you to connect to spirit. And this is going to be easier for you to meditate, even if you look into the flames and things like that. Yep, no, true, true. There are many ways that you can actually do this. Not, mm -hmm. you know, astrology is one of them. Mm -hmm. um, I think that is also uh, important to note when when you when you mention um, uh, journals, right? Journals are good. I like journaling for shadow work. I do. What I don't like about journals is when they are too nice. Oh, when it doesn't hit home. When it doesn't. What, yeah, really it's very. It's superficial. I can get that, but I also think that at some point, I mean, sometimes people need that. Sometimes it's very scary and very, it's very intense to look at our stuff. No, and it is. It can cause a lot of things that to come up that very possibly could use therapy. No, I completely agree. You know, which is which is completely fine if you feel like it's something that needs therapy. That's important that you seek that out. Yeah, you know? it's definitely important. But what I mean is not that. Those uh, journals that actually, uh, you know, they start very soft and they build up. Mm -hmm. That's not a problem. Those are good because if you're starting, you need something to build yourself up. Mm -hmm. Right. But I've seen journals that, you know, uh, they don't help you process anything. Right. They're just journals like, again, very superficial. If you want me to give a, a, a more specific, uh, you know, you know, you just, you know, love yourself in that way. Love yourself, you know, feeling uh, whatever it is that you're feeling. It's not only about love. Yes, you have to love yourself. But when you're doing shadow work, it's also about processing that. And processing that is painful. Mm -hmm. And you need to feel that pain. You cannot just gaslight it away. That's my point. I can't just buy a crystal for that? No, you can't. Oh, fuck. And uh, that's a good, very good point. No crystal is going to help you with shadow work. No, it's not. There are some that will help you to connect to yourself a little more. Yes. And that is very mm -hmm. valid. But there is nothing that's going to get you through shadow work, make shadow work happen for you. Nope. Because nothing can happen for you. No spirit. No anything. No. 
nothing right now. There are other ways that you can actually use like demons, daemons, deities, not to do the shadow work for you, but actually utilize their, let's just say correspondence, their personality mm -hmm. to actually help you mm -hmm. do shadow work. Well, that would go for deities as well, right? Yep. Well, they, yeah. They, Any type of of spiritual i don't even know what the word is but deity basically any type whether it be an angel whether it be a demon whether it be just like your gods and goddesses whatever they will help you yeah oh, oh yeah definitely this is why it's so 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 uh sometimes i get a little bit um, um not angry but a little bit upset when people are like oh you know uh yeah i'm starting to do shadow work because uh and I say this with the utmost respect for everyone, um, because I had a, a situation where, you know, I was abused, physically abused, right? And then you decide that you're going to work with Poseidon. Hmm. Uh, no. No? Hell to, hell to the no. Exactly. That means that there is a connection with you and your trauma. <laughs> perpetrating the trauma so that you can over, stay in that over and over, over exactly exactly so if you are a person that was abused physically abused in that manner right why are you going to choose that deity to do shadow work or to work with you need to find a deity that actually is empowering a deity that actually allows you to break through those things right for example, uh, I can give uh, as an example for women, particularly, or um, or someone who identifies more as female. Um, you could get with some type of a dark goddess. Yes, if that's something that you're struggling with. Find yourself a dark goddess energy yeah. to work with that's going to help you. Whether it be Lilith, whether it be Hecate, whether it be you know anyone. You know, that it's going to help you to empower yourself through that because you need to find that self empowerment from the inside. Yes. To help you with that. And that's a perfect example. Yes. Now, you said um, spirits and demons and deities. What about ancestors? With that, I am 50 50. And again, this is my personal opinion. Okay depending what the shadow is, depending. You don't want to bring trauma or pain or stress to an, ancestor, for an, to an ancestor that went through the same thing. Okay. I, I think that I would choose which ancestor I would actually decide to do this with or to help me or to guide me. Right. Um, for example, let's just say that I have a, I have a, a, I have a trauma specifically with genocide, the genocide of, 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 of my people. Right. And I take that really deep in. I'm not going to use my grandfather as an ancestor to try to work through that trauma because he suffered that even more than me. Okay. This is why when it comes to ancestor ancestral work, you tend to honor them, give them 
they will help you do things, but I would not request, I would not try to use them for my shadow work. I would possibly call on them to help support and strengthen yes. that because of their experience in that That, that was yeah. more what I was getting at. Yeah. Is, can you get support? I would yeah. tell your ancestors yeah. to work through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely support, definitely support, but I would definitely not use them to actively do shadow work. Okay. But so support, definitely, definitely. Um, I think that any kind of spiritual, spiritual help is always going to be a good one when it comes to shadow work, except Reiki. Ooh, no. No, that would be good when you're done going through it, oh, yeah. but not while you're in the middle of it, because that can stir your shit up. Exactly. If you are, if you have integrated one shadow, that is a moment that you can actually get a Reiki healing, mm -hmm. right? One shadow, you're done, you're integrated. And that's a moment that you can do Reiki. You can actually not use Reiki for shadow work or in the middle of shadow work. No, do not open yourself up for something like that because you might not be prepared to deal with what you're going to get. Yes, that is very good advice. So one of the things that, I've, that, I, that I consider that is basic and important uh, when it comes to shadow work is actually knowing how to identify that shadow. We already have uh, have spoken about, you know, pay, pay attention, you know, your triggers, right? But for that, you also need to be present. That is very important. And a lot of people that don't want to deal with their shadows, they are usually either they disassociate in those moments or they just are not there. They just become their emotions, their trauma in that specific moment. They're not present. They're not acting consciously because it's just a reaction right so how do you actually stay centered grounded and present when you're doing things like this right there are exercises for example that are that are very physical that you can do that right um what happens when you do for example you are daydreaming or disassociating and somebody suddenly somebody suddenly like touches you it's like you brought back mm -hmm. where doesn't matter where you were, but you were you you become present right. in your body in that moment. Yes. So touch is one way. If you feel like you're starting to get anxious, right? Because there's a trigger, you know, it's always good to, to you know, like touch your hands, right? Caress your own hands, right? Touch your face or a part of you, your arms. You know, so you can actually be there and you can actually, um, I want to say, are able to see yourself and you are able to feel how you are reacting to that trigger. The problem is that we go up the, up the roof of, the, of our heads and we, in that moment, kind of disassociating in the moment even though that we are reacting, but we are still disassociating because we left our body just to become that emotion, that trauma, that trigger, right? Other things that are, I believe that are very important for you to learn to identify is always asking yourself why, 
why does it affect you so much? Why? You know, and you try to remember the first time or how far back you can go and actually remember, oh, this was the first time that happened to me. Something like this happened to me. And you start working on that situation, right? Or that person or whatever that may be. You need to directly address that. And some people ask me, oh, but what if, you know, what if I, that's the further I can go to remember, but there was something else that is, you know, even more further away that I need to remember by you working in the first one you remember, you will connect to the next one or and if there's another one into the next one right you cannot just block yourself and people tend to do that when they're trying to identify their shadows right um any, anybody has another um um idea or opinion well, just, on this i think it's your you know it's your um survival mechanism almost you know you you're trying to suppress that because there are, or because you don't want to deal with that you know or whatever you want to associate from it like you said um but it's just, you know, acknowledging it, even that that one that, you know, happened just recently, acknowledging that can help you deal with it and be able to actually open the door, like you said, to the next, you know, mm -hmm. further one. So it's like you can take baby steps to yes. get there. It's yeah. like peeling an onion. Yes, it is. Layers yeah. and layers and layers of crap. Yeah. No, I'm not necessarily, I don't want to just say crap because a lot of the things we're going to find as we're working through them that we don't want to let go of because they serve us. Yeah. There are a lot of the things that are our shadow that when we look at them and address them in reality, whether they have, you know, whether they are beneficial to us or not necessarily, they serve us, yeah. you know, and maybe something isn't necessarily beneficial to us but it serves us in a way that we're not willing to let that go yet yeah and we don't have to do that well and i don't think you have to let it go you're trying to integrate it and accept it you, and deal you with it. are you are but sometimes we want to keep that coping skill that we learn from that does that make sense yeah because sometimes it's i mean everything that we do as humans like i said earlier we do because we have a payoff you know everything that we do there's a payout yeah, you know, I, 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 I smile at somebody because I want them to feel good because I want to smile back or whatever reason. There's a payoff, yeah. or I wouldn't do it yeah. as a human being. Yeah. So you know, sometimes we look at it and we say, oh, I'm, I'm keeping that no. because it gives me something that I want to keep getting. Yeah, uh, understanding that, that that things like this are basically patterns, and I'm not saying that we all have the same pattern, but we have our own pattern. And we repeat that pattern over and over again, over and over again, not only with one shadow, but with many shadows, many of them, right? Uh, other ways that, let's just say that you don't want to, or you can't actually uh, be present in a moment like that, right? Because it's maybe uh, too much for you, right? There are other ways <clears throat> that you can actually uh, identify those shadows, right? And it's not necessarily journaling, but it has to do a lot with writing. Mm -hmm. For example, let's just say that uh, um, any, some of you have uh, a favorite book or 
a favorite uh, movie, right? And in that movie, there's a character that you identify yourself with. What are positive aspects of that character, but also which one are the negative ones? And see how those negative ones apply to you. Because if you can identify yourself with it, you feel like there's a connection with that character. There are connections in other things because of the storyline that is that is having, whether it's the book or movie, you can definitely see yourself in that character. This is why in actually in, in, in movies in, in, in Hollywood, they, you know, they have a character that somebody in the audience or the audience is going to identify themselves with is a way of pulling them in. Why? Because they're looking to that connection. So there's that connection already exists. So all you have to do is kind of like break it apart. The uh, concept of we attract what we are. Yes. Or we, we seek out what we are. Yes. Both, you know, depending it's we're going to look for and identify with where we're at yeah this is and i said this again with a lot of respect this is why usually uh i used to work in uh in a behavioral uh center youth center yes right and a lot of the the people that i work with not not the, the teenagers but the people that i work with a lot of them have the same trauma of those kids mm-hmm. and this applies to that, you know, I will attract who I am or what, what I've been through and I will try to heal others, even though I haven't healed myself. Mm-hmm. The wounded healer. Yeah. The wounded healer. What about though? There is the fact that there are people that have healed that are able to share how they healed as well. Yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Through the same exact, yeah. this is, you know, like this is what I get. No, exactly. Right. And I'm not saying that they're doing right or they're doing wrong. What I'm saying is that paying attention to the things that you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to help this kid and you will become obsessed with this to help this child. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Look back you're trying to help yourself. because you're trying to help yeah. yourself. It's so realizing that it's, you know, realizing that the reason why you're helping is maybe because you need you, the help too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why, right. why is it that you identify with that? Exactly. And I'm not saying that you cannot help someone just because you're a good person. Of course you can. Right. But when you become a little bit more obsessive with it, you know, that you, you like you have you have put all your efforts and you have honed everything that you are into that. That is a little bit excessive. That is severely excessive. Yeah. And so yeah. that's worth paying attention to and, and finding out why. Yes. Which brings up a, you know, a kind of good point is not only addressing your triggers, but what are your motives when you do things? Yeah. You know, looking at the things that you do in your life, what is your motive? Not what is your, the motive you think that you want people to see. Yeah. What is your real, true motive in doing the things that you do? Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's going to give you a lot of insight as well as to your shadow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Because sometimes people want to prove other people wrong. Well, and again, you know, we're all human and we're going to have things that come up that we don't. I mean, we're going to have the ugly shit come up. Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to address it and we're going to look at something and say, oh, maybe my motive was because I'm a selfish bitch and that's, I just want what I want. Yeah. You know, that doesn't make me a bad person. That just makes me maybe need to look at things a little differently or whatnot. You know, that doesn't make me bad. 
or wrong or whatnot. It just makes me human. You know, yeah. it makes me have something that I might want. You to you hit a point very important that makes you human. Yes, we are all human, and we have to expect nothing more of ourselves than being human. Exactly. And we have to work on getting to know ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, taking the time to to do that because exactly. a lot of times we don't even know why we're doing the yep. things we're doing, or maybe what our motive is. Yeah. yeah, I think this has a huge part to play in. Healing ancestral trauma as well, or or breaking those ancestral patterns and patterns. Yes, because we have a lot of things that are passed on to us through, you know, our parents or our lineage that says this is how things should be, or you know, these are the way our family functions, and we have to deal with those things in that aspect as well. Yeah, and and, and this includes a lot of things, you know, religious trauma. Mm -hmm. This, you know, um, um, how you how you view the world, even even racism. Yes. All of it. And I want to put a side note on that. We cannot go back and heal our ancestors. Please don't do that. You can heal yourself. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And through yourself, you don't heal, heal your ancestors, heal but your, your lineage. Your lineage. Yes. It's healed. Yes. It breaks a cycle. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. Um, in, in a way, in a way, we're talking about this. We have not changed the subject. Why? Because usually people look at, you know, my ancestors, uh, my, my shadows, my shadows, my shadows. But there are some shadows that actually are ancestral mm -hmm. because are. of other things that have happened, you know, in the past with our ancestors. Mm -hmm. And we carry that pain or, or that teaching mm -hmm. or, or the, that way of seeing life, right? Those are still shadows, yeah. but they're not, not, they're not our personal shadows, no, those but those are collective. Yes. They're collective. And they're connected to us through, like you said, our lineage, yeah, right? Our cultural shadows. Yeah, cultural yeah. shadows. Societal shadows. Societal shadows. It's not just individual, right? And I'm not saying, okay, you need to stop everything that you're doing with yourself and you need to take care of everything. No, no. You take care of yourself. And through that, you can actually, you know, again, if it is ancestral, we already established that. You help your lineage for the future. Right. If it is society, then you should build a community and try to heal that community instead of uh, just put blame on everybody else because well, things are not the way that they're supposed to be. Right. And take a look at yourself and how you interact with society. Are you doing what society or are you existing the way that society expects you to or mm -hmm. the way that you need to to be to stand in your own truth? Yeah, you know, because even in doing that, you're going to get a lot of healing with that, and you're going to start healing outward as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, I think that you know, when it when it comes to society specifically, uh, many—I mean, I don't want to say everybody, right—but a lot of people tend to bend their themselves. Uh, I would say that the majority of us yeah. do yeah. in many ways we don't even recognize. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We all do. I think it's just an extent or matter of extent. How yeah, exactly. And what uh, aspect of society also, right? Because right? Uh, right now we are here all, I would consider that we are all pagans, right? So when it comes to uh, spirituality and, and religion, we don't bend ourselves towards that. Right. But there's other things that we, have to. that we have to, whether we like it or not. I mean, can't really go out and shoot somebody. You know, that's against the law. 
We have laws. We yeah. have things that we have to follow. Guidelines yes. in society that are important. You know? Things that that we don't have a choice. I mean, we always have a choice. Don't yes. get me wrong. We always have a choice. But in society's parameters, we have to follow these specific guidelines. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes. Yes, we do. So as you can see, you know, there are so many different types of, 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 of shadows. And I believe that we can keep talking about like many different others, but I would like to address a little bit the archetypes. Yes. I think that's very important to talk about when, it, when we come, uh, I want to say when we come to understand as archetypes is not a personality. It is not a personality, is how we identify or categorize a shadow. So I'm 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 gonna start with uh with the hero, mm -hmm. right? I think that that uh, a lot of people actually have that that shadow. It's someone that needs to be saving everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm not saying that you're not Captain a good person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that you cannot help people. You definitely can help people. But the archetype of the savior is usually for someone that tries to save someone or a group of people that are almost impossible to save. Or they try to save everyone to the extent where they have nothing left for themselves. Yeah. They are completely exhausted trying to help yeah. everybody else and they are just nothing. Exactly. Exactly. So another archetype that I think uh, it would be the the martyr. The martyr, yes. Yeah, very that is very similar as the hero, but at the end you are a victim. And we're it's important that we specify having something happen to you that you became a victim of does not equal the victim mentality. No, it doesn't. Because the victim mentality is basically saying, I'm poor me. Look what always happens to me. Everything this always mm -hmm. me, me, me. I just, the world hates me. Yeah. That's the martyr, the victim mentality. You know, not that something happened to you because that's absolutely legitimate. Yeah. And you get to feel <clears throat> how you feel about that. But when you perpetuate that, and just look at yourself as a continuous victim of everything in life. Yep. And you're always sacrificing talking. yourself for others. Always yeah. are putting yourself in harm's way. You are always uh, uh, doing things that you know that at the end you're going to get hurt, but you still do it. And well, and that brings up a good point. The majority of the time we perpetuate these situations to make them happen so that we can have an, a narrative play out. Like exactly. It always plays out. Exactly. Exactly. And understand this, you know, when, when, when this archetypes play in your life, it's because it's not because the shadow is trying to hurt you. It's not because the shadow is trying to control you. The shadow is screaming for help. It's wanting to be integrated. It wants you to feel the pain. So the shadow itself can rest. But we are in such a continuous state of denial that we just keep existing through it yeah. rather than dealing with it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, another archetype that I think that is important to mention, um, it would be uh, the explorer, right? The explorer is this type of person that 
it's yes for everything, even if they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always right. trying to 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 do things, even if they don't know them, right? And again, it's to prove that they are worth it, okay. right? Like, oh, oh, do you think you can do this 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 job today? And they have I've never done this before. And yeah, of course, I've done this a million times. I'll do it. You know, you put yourself, you know, and you struggle and you put yourself through hard times when you don't have to. Okay. Okay. And a lot of people do that. And with this, I'm not saying that you're fake or nothing like that. It's just that, unfortunately, this is how you are built up because you need to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Because in the past, you weren't. You weren't. You weren't accepted for not knowing something or not knowing something yeah. and now it's you basically i know it all even if that's not true right right and we can keep talking about archetypes because there are hundreds and hundreds hundreds and hundreds right of archetypes and i actually can i'm actually going to mention a few right but they're not going to be connected directly with Jungian uh uh philosophy i'm actually going to use the archetype of the hermit from the tarot, mm-hmm. right? You separate yourself from everything, right? That is, is a shadow. Why you're separating yourself? Very simple. You know, people suck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But um, you separate yourself because you don't feel like you are good enough. Again, because of something of the past or because, like you said, you don't want to deal with people. Right. Mm-hmm. There are so many different things that uh, that can apply to the archetype of the hermit. Right. At least in my in, every time that I've done a shadow work session with someone, I like to use the archetypes of the mayor, mayor arcana because they are easier to understand. At least from uh, customers or someone that, you, that that is coming to see me. Okay. It's easier for them to understand, right? Uh, the magician, you know, this is someone that has a solution for everything. You tell them, no, this is what's going on with you. No, no, but uh, all I have to do is this, this, and this, and they always have a solution, right? Because they don't have to process it. They don't want to process it, right? And the magician is that type of archetype that will be like, no, I'm just going to offer all this to the fire and I'm going to send it to the gods. That's not shadow work. That is not shadow work. And again, we can keep talking about different archetypes and keep talking. Um, and, and, and we'll be here maybe like four more hours when it comes to archetypes. It's too hot in here. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I know too hot, <laughs> too hot. Um, but how, do we integrate this? We already established that journaling is a really good thing, right? Now, but how do you direct this when you are dealing with an active shadow, not an inner child shadow, but an active shadow? What I what I mean with an active shadow is a shadow that is constantly hitting you. It's always you're always getting triggered. So I would think to be constantly self-aware. Or be present within your body and understanding your emotions when you would usually disassociate. You would try to feel that at all times, and that could help. Yeah, definitely that, 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 that is a solution, and that could help. Definitely. 
But how about if we think about this from the perspective of dealing with it, specifically directing that shadow towards the person that helped create it? Yes. Which leads me to a point that is a kind of a side note, but um, as far as what some would consider dark magic or, you know, um, versus light magic or, you know, things that uh, it's cathartic. It's helpful sometimes to curse someone. Yeah, it is. It's healing. It's very healing. It it is. If something perpetuated you or, you know, perpetrated you as, as a child per se, and 50 years down the road, you're still suffering from that. So, yeah, yeah, you and are. You can be extremely healed by cursing that person. So you're telling me that a spell can be shadow work. Absolutely. Yep, and I agree. Yes, I also, it can be. I also remember something that you've said before about giving that shadow a persona and having a conversation with it. Yes. Actually having a, a back and forth conversation yes. with that shadow. Oh, yes. That is a very good way to yeah, also I do it. Yes. Also, another another good way. Let's just say that uh, you're not a spellcaster. Let's just say that. Let's just say that you're a spiritualist, but you don't cast spells, or or you don't have the experience which to do fine. that, which and is that fine. is completely fine, right? What you just said, you know, is you know, is also very useful. Let's just say that you don't have that kind of visualization, that kind of imagination. That you cannot do that. Okay, I have tricks. Write that shit on a paper plate, or I mean, a, a plate, <laughs> plate, plate, and start throwing that shit at a building. Yes. Write that person, write that event, write that thing. Scream and yell and go throw it and break shit on a building. Yeah, why? Because you're letting it out. Exactly. You're not holding on to it, you're addressing it. And once we address a shadow, we as a human being don't have a choice but to deal with it in one way or another. Now we can choose to keep it or we can choose to let work through it. Yeah. But we have no choice mentally, but to deal with it. Yep. Yep. Once it's there, it's there. Yeah. The interesting thing about this is that, uh, everything that we have said so far, um, it's like levels, like many different levels, right? Oh, you know, uh, well, I don't want to be aggressive. I don't want to be, well, the problem with this is that usually our shadows, the ones that more affect us the most, they cause a lot of sadness and depression. And I'm not saying that's the only thing that causes, but a lot of them, right? And we don't like feeling sad. We don't like feeling depressed, even though that we stay in there because we don't want to address the shadow. Kind of like, you know, contradicting. But it's not about crying it out. It's about not blaming yourself and putting the blame where it goes. Mm -hmm. And for that, sometimes we need anger. Well, sometimes we can't get to the base emotion, whether it be fear, whether it be sadness, depression, whatever it happens to be, we can't get to that until we deal with the anger because anger is a secondary emotion, which means we need to address that first. Yeah, oh yeah. In order to get to what's lying underneath it. Yeah, and and one of the things that at, at least, if somebody comes for me, and, 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 and sits in front of me for the first time to do shadow work. One of the first things that, I, okay, I just want you to write letters to the person who did, it to you, did mm-hmm. this to you. 
but I don't want you to write it like, you know, oh, you know, you, you hurt me. No, I don't want you to write it that way. I want you to write it like you hurt me and I am angry at you. And I wish that you experience, you know, and you let all that out and you hold it that even if you have to use foul language, use oh, foul yeah. language. You let them have it. Yes. Don't hold back. That is a liberation. Not because that is part of the shadow work. Yes, it is. But it's also breaking a block and a boundary that you have placed there so you don't feel it. And that is the door for you to actually start feeling and processing what happened to you that you're neglecting. It's, it's allowing yourself to feel it and to let it out and to not do what you did before that made it repressed. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And then you can take it up to levels. You know, you, you wrote a letter. That doesn't mean you're going to you're going to mail that letter. If you want to go ahead and do it. Right. That's completely fine. Right. Then you can take the plates, break those plates, let it let it out. Then if you want to visualize and have that kind of like almost like one on one conversation with that person, you can actually do that. Right. Uh, and believe me, there's going to be a moment that you're not going to get angry anymore. It's going to be impossible. And that when that happens, you actually have integrated that shadow to a point. That doesn't mean it's not going to hurt, but it's not going to make you lose control. Mm -hmm. A way as well, when you're working on things that you have done to yourself, Say you're looking at some of the behaviors that you've done in the past and you are very, very angry with yourself because of what you've done or, or what you've caused or whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's kind of actually, a, it's going to be a different approach with that because you can't write yourself a letter and completely degrade yourself like that because then all you're going to do is degrade yourself and sit in that, that yep. funk. Yep. In that instance is where you're going to want to start with taking a look at where you were at at the time and recognizing the fact that you did the absolute best that you could do at that moment. You made the best choice for yourself. It, according to the whatever circumstances, you mm -hmm. thought that was the best choice. You obviously made that choice for a reason. So you have to acknowledge that. Forgive yourself for not knowing differently. Yeah. Accept that you did what you what was right for you right then and move forward. Yep, I completely agree. Sometimes forgiveness yep. and self-love is needed when we're doing yep. shadow work. And uh, it is very important to note that when it, you are addressing a shadow that is against you, you have to be soft, right. understanding towards yourself. Forgiving and understanding, yep. When we are trying to, you know, deal with our own shadows that have been created by our own, by ourselves. These are the most important shadows because usually we are harder with ourselves. And I believe that this is something that we actually learn from other people, but because it's against ourselves, we just tend to sabotage ourselves and, and, and actually becomes a pattern. Um, so we stated that forgiveness, self-love, um, 
I also want to bring up again the point of a lot of times it's not something we can work through on our own. Yeah. There are times, and there's a lot of times actually, when it requires someone to professionally walk you through the soul. And by that, I don't mean somebody spiritually helping you. I mean therapy. Yeah, a professional. A professional therapy with a licensed therapist. That's not something that we have to be ashamed of. Oh, That's no. not something that we have to hide or we have to, you know, be, act like, oh, no, we can't go to a therapist. You know, therapy is there to help you to be the best you that you can be and to help you uncover these things in a safe environment. And there are spiritualists out there who will try to do that with you. And that's not okay. You know, they don't have the qualifications to be able to help you with that. And they can actually cause a lot more damage. So if it's something that you feel that you're struggling with, get help. You know, go find a therapist that you feel comfortable talking to and work through it. You know, I've, I've been involved in the therapy field for a very long time. And even someone involved in that field, we were supposed to get therapy. You know, everybody should get therapy at some point in their lives. We all need it. It's not something that is just, we can pretend it doesn't exist. There's a lot of, it's okay to talk to people about what we're going through. It's not that you're crazy. It's not that you have issues. You just need to talk to somebody. Yeah. That's simple. Yeah. Sometimes talking about things actually helps you not only heal, but also understand what you're going through. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a key component, you know, knowing yourself, not only the good aspects, but also the bad ones and the ones that you've deemed terrible. Right. All of them. And if you get doing your shadow work and you recognize things in yourself that you feel unsafe, by all means, reach out. Yes. Reach out. Do not hide those things. Make sure you keep yourself safe. Stop doing your shadow work and seek help. Yeah. Understand the shadow work is, I want to say, a very dark healing. Yes. Not evil, but dark healing. It's not easy to do shadow work. It's not easy to go through shadow work. And you have to have courage, be in the right mindset, mm -hmm. and actually be in a good place in life. Because if you are, and I'm, I know I'm exaggerating, but if you are homeless, this is no time to do shadow work. If you just lost a loved one, this is no time to do shadow work. If you're in active addiction, do not do shadow work. Yes. Not, not active. Yeah, not active. Understand that shadow work is a process of healing, not punishment. Right. And a lot of people see shadow work as punishment or as a curse in a way. No, no. Shadow work is the most freeing thing you can ever do in your entire life. It helps you get and stand in your truth. Yeah. How are you supposed to stand in your truth if you don't know what that is? Yeah, exactly. You have to find it to stand in it. And that's part of the spiritual path that we all walk. Is yeah. We're trying to get that, that truth, find our truth and you know, and, and figure out how that connects to the spiritual realm. You can't connect to anything on a spiritual level if you can't connect to yourself. Yeah. So that's, a, that's the basis for spirituality. And I'm going to give you my opinion on something real quick. A lot of spiritualists, witches, practitioners out there, they don't agree with shadow work, meaning that they, they don't think 
that you actually have to do shadow work to be a better witch, a better practitioner, a better spiritualist. And I don't agree with that. I, I think know. that, yeah, I think that uh, whether you recognize it or not, you do shadow work on your own. I think you as do. a human being, you have to do shadow work. I don't care if you're a spiritual practitioner or double down the street. You're going to be doing shadow work on a daily basis just by living life. Yes. You might as well do it with intent. Yes. I mean, that's what we do as spiritual beings, right? As spiritualists, as practitioners, we do things with intent for a purpose. Yeah. And uh, understand that you cannot make your shadow disappear just by loving it. You cannot bypass it with crystals. No, you cannot bypass it with manifesting things. You cannot bypass shadow work with anything. No, it's you can't. still there wherever you go. There you are. Yeah. And if somebody tells you that they can find your shadow, the fuck uh, and bring it up or look for a shadow that you don't even know exists that is not accurate that does not exist so shadow walkers do not exist don't let anybody tell you what your shadows are you have to find them yes no one can tell you your truth no one no one can you know there are people uh like me and others in this room that they can actually help you guide you through the process of your own shadow work but they're not going to do it for you they're nope. not going to figure it out for you no that would be just bypassing it in a different way yes it is yes it is and we could keep talking about shadow work all night right but a lot of us have other stuff to do <laughs> right but before that uh we wanted to make some uh of fabulous announcements some fabulous announcements right first of all i want to say um for those who have come to the mystic prog uh and have enjoyed our rituals and our store thank you but also for those who haven't yet come on down 650 north geneva road in orem we are open tuesday through saturday come down We've started a great community down here and we are excited to see where this is headed. Um, we've met a lot of great people and I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to getting to know this area and this community and seeing where we could go together. Yeah. And talking about that, we, we have, we have some, some schedule, uh, activities, right? And some, some, some things going on Do this week. We have. We have a sound bath on Wednesday at seven o'clock. This is a four elements sound bath. Yes. You guys, these are amazing. You've got to come down and find these for your, find out for yourself because you cannot put into words how amazing they are. And this is where the people of serenity yoga. Yes. Eric and, and Krista. Incredible. They do chromotherapy along with their sound baths and just the journey that they take you on is incredible. Um, so that's happening Wednesday at seven. So call the shop if you want to get registered for that. And then Friday, starting at seven, we begin our angelology class. Okay. That is going to be a seven week class, I believe, um, which is getting started. Like I said, on Friday at seven, um, the cost for that one is $35. You can call the shop and get registered. 
And and for those who don't know what angelology is, it's actually the study of angels. Okay, so we are going to have not only the demonology class, the study of demons, but also the study of angels with angelology. Absolutely. And then we also have on July the 3rd, we have a full moon ritual at 8 o'clock. That is going to be filling up quickly. You will need to call the shop this week to get registered for that one. Um, like I said, that one's going to be at 8 o'clock on Monday, July 3rd. And the cost for that one is $10. And like I said, call the shop, 801-471-3144. Or come, better yet, come in. Yeah, come in, you know. Uh, you can come in and, 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 and register for all the classes and the rituals that you uh that you're interested in right but this is going to be an amazing full uh full moon ritual so i would definitely advise you to to join us absolutely i also would like to announce to anyone that may have interactions with another shop or venue in the area and they have events email us at the house of mystics at yahoo.com let us know what those, those events are and we will be happy to announce those on our podcast every week just each week Send us your events and a list of what you have going on, and we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We are we will um, um, uh, share it with the community. Absolutely, absolutely. We will promote you just as yeah. well. Yeah, and you can uh, you can also follow our Facebook page, right? Yes. Mystic Frog, Mr. and Frog. also the House of Mystics House of with Mystics. an X at the end of Mystics. Um, and you can see all the events and all the things that are happening. And within those events, you know, uh, this coming week also, and uh, let's just say one of our sisters, right, uh, stores. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we we which is three up in Magna. Yeah, we have Tabitha doing the intro to astrology, and that's going to be on July 2nd. July 2nd. That's a Sunday, and how much is that? Is that $25 and it is just basics in astrology. So it's for beginners, but I would need you guys to bring, know at least your big three, the sun, moon, and rising, because that's going to be the focus. Yeah. And this class is going to be at 1 p.m. 1 p.m. For that, you're going to need to call We Witches 3 to get yes. registered. Yep. We Witches 3 and Magna. Is it your last chance to get into demiology? Yes, yes. If you're still interested in actually registering for the demonology course, there is two, two uh, classes already that online. Yeah, online. So they won't miss anything. They won't miss anything. Uh, I can actually email you those classes because they have been recorded. Mm -hmm. If you're interested, you can come by the shop, call the shop, the Mystic Frog, to actually register for the rest of the course. Okay, it's really a good and an amazing course but after this saturday you will not be able to be enrolled it will be capped exactly do we have anything else that is, we have a drum circle on the 8th of july so if you want to do that one bring your drums mm, that one's going to be a good one leave the guitars at home <laughs> no no bring no. the no. guitar I know, we know, we know, we know. Yeah, you have. Rock on. Yeah. Woo! Oh, yes. You have 
you have drums bring drums you have guitar bring the guitars you have rattles, rattles tuning <laughs> fours maracas whatever it is that now, makes a sound and as always at the mystic frog children are invited to all of our events classes doesn't work out but if we have an event or a ritual your children are welcome yes or they free. are yes and they are free absolutely free yeah um also uh check out crescent auras at etsy right just crescentauras.com yeah it's my etsy shop but you can go there just by going to crescentauras.com yeah and as always if you need a handyman in utah you can contact patrick the goat yeah. yes at mcgill custom renovations <laughs> And if you're interested in astrology, you can follow my page at Witchy Tabby or my website, um, www.witchytabby.com. Yeah. Anything else that we have to? I think that's about the extent of it. Yeah, I think it is. Remember that shadow work is a form of knowing yourself. From us to you, have a good evening. Bye. Bye. Bye.